I'm Charlie Keegan. This is the Central Wigan Podcast. And welcome back to the Central Wigan podcast. This is episode three and we finally get to do a match preview because championship football is back. And today we are going down to the den. It is Millwall versus Wigan Athletic and it's our first game since November the 12th where we beat Blackpool 2-1 at the DW. And it's also our first game with Colo Torre in charge of the Latics. And I'm really not sure what to expect from the Wigan today. I don't know if this is going to be a clean slate. I don't know if we're going to see a very similar lineup to what we were seeing before. But I do feel that with Torre linking up with the squad in Turkey and seeing them mid-season with their new training camp, I do think that we're going to start seeing a few names that we haven't really seen in the starting lineup, like your Anthony Scullis. Like I know he's played quite a lot, but Telawasgard maybe in the first starting lineup. Tom Pierce could be coming back. So I think that however Torre sets up today, it's going to show just what he's seen and it's going to bring maybe a freshness to the side that we haven't had for a while. But one thing I'm most looking forward to seeing is the formation. Are we going to sit with the 3-5-2 that we have seen for a long time? Are we going to revert to a 4-2-3-1? Are we going to try a different formation? But we'd, because Torre's not managed a first-team game before, we don't know how he feels that the team should set up. So... And like we mentioned in episode one, this is going to be a learning on the job experience, not only for Colo Torre, but for the fans as well and for the side. Everybody's in the same boat at the moment, so it's just going to be, hopefully we can back him right until May and get behind him and see positive results. And this is the first huge test because going to the den is not an easy time for any team at any point in the season. So just to start the match preview off, I want to look into the stats between both sides and Millwall at the moment are 7th in the table, Wigan are 22nd, but looking further into the stats, there isn't that much between the two sides and it does go to show how tight the championship table is at the moment. Wigan at the moment are on 23 points from 21 games, Millwall are on 31 points from 21 games, so that's a difference of 8 points. So if Wigan can get a win against Millwall, that closes the gap down to 5 and it just helps to propel us up the table. But obviously, as we know, trying to get a win against Millwall is very difficult. And uh, the the last the run in the last five, they've got one win, two draws, and two losses. That most recent loss was a three 0 loss against Sunderland on December the third. Obviously, they were playing Championship football when the rest of us were on a break. I'm not too sure the reasoning, but um, that game went ahead. And goals scored in the last five games, they've they've scored four, conceded six, and kept two clean sheets. Which, when you compare it to Wigan, we've had one win, one draw, and three losses in the last five, with four goals scored, just like Millwall, seven goals conceded, one more than Millwall, and we haven't kept a clean sheet. So obviously they've got two against us on that. But what I found most interesting over the looking at the previous five form for Millwall is that all four of their goals over that period came in the same game when they beat Preston 4-2 on November the 12th. Before that, they had a 0-0 draw against Hull City, who were down to 10 men after 37 minutes a 0-0 against Birmingham City on November the 2nd, and a 1-0 loss against Huddersfield on October the 29th. And when you were looking at the stats on Preston versus Millwall at 4-2, Millwall had six shots, four on target. Zion Fleming scored with three of those shots, so he obviously got a hat-trick. And Charlie Cresswell, the defender, also scored in the 72nd minute. So that just shows that they can be clinical with the chances, but they've just been a bit inconsistent lately. So is that a good time for us to go and play them, or is this a bad time for us to go and play them? I'm not too sure. 
And looking over the previous five form for Wigan Athletic, we obviously beat Blackpool 2-1 on November the 12th. Before that, we lost 2-0 to Coventry, who, I don't know if any of you are keeping up with the news lately, but Coventry are going through a really bad time. They're, I think Mike Ashley has bought a stake in the stadium, and then they've given an eviction notice to Coventry City, but obviously that's a story for another time and one that is developing, but it's just quite an interesting thing that happened this week. Uh, anyway, before that game, uh, Swansea 2, Wigan 2. Wigan nil Stoke 1 and Wigan nil Watford 1. So we two have been quite inconsistent, but we have started scoring double in games, which before we got two goals against Swansea, it was October the 1st and an away win against Rotherham where we actually scored two goals in a game for the last time. And when you look at how many shots we've had this season, how many of them are on target and how many goals we've got from them, it does make for quite interesting reading. So we've had 227 shots. This is all according to Google Stats. We had 227 shots all season. 59 of those were on target, which resulted in 21 goals so far in the league. That's a 36% on target to goal conversion rate and just a 9% overall shot to goal rate. And in the big picture, that usually doesn't really matter when you start looking at stats like that if you put in points on the board, but we haven't been. We've got nine points from home all season and 14 points away, which does give us the tied sixth best away form still, even after a bad run of games. But there are seven teams that are tied on that 14 points from 10 games mark. So yes, we're in sixth, but we're also tied with seven other sides. But So it's not been terrible for us, but we just need to start hitting the target more. The goals will come because the 36% on target conversion rate is pretty good. But we just, it's just hitting the target more, you know, taking our chances and, and actually doing something with them. Which is what I'm quite excited to see how fresh the side's going to look under Colo Torre, but also working with Kevin Betsy and Ashvir Jahal. I wonder if we are going to play more of an attacking style of fo- football, get more shots on the board, start hitting the target more, and obviously just starting to see how many goals come. So those stats are ones that I will keep track of throughout the season, just to see if we're doing better or worse than we were under Richardson. I think we're going to do a bit better, but only if we can start playing a bit more of an attacking style of play. So that leads me on now to the match preview part where I want to talk about the top attacking performers for Millwall and for Wigan just so we can compare uh, between the two sides and also see where the goals and the assists are coming from position-wise just to see what we need to look out for in the game. So I'm going to start with Millwall and I'm going to go from most attacking threat to the least attacking threat but just be aware it's the top five so the least attacking threat isn't actually the least attacking threat on the whole side it's just in the top five stats-wise. So Zion Fleming is a centre-attacking midfielder. He has eight goals and zero assists from 18 games a season. And I did a podcast with the Progress for Unity Boys um, a couple of days ago where they had Kai Bennett, who was a Millwall fan, and he joined the podcast. And he was saying that Zion Fleming might have the third best goals record in the league so far, I think, this season. So it's clearly a threat. And with eight goals from 18 games, that is somebody that we definitely have to look out for. And then next up we have Charlie Cresswell, who is a centre-back. I think he's on loan from Leeds, um, but he's got four goals, one assist in 15 games, which from a centre-back you can only assume that they are from set pieces, which Wigan haven't been the best at defending this season. And with Torre and Jahal and Betsy, I really want us to see you know a bit of a defensive improvement. Set pieces need to be improved, so it'd be interesting to see if Charlie Cresswell is going to be a threat to us. He scored in the... 4-2 win over Preston, so I'm not sure. I hope that we can kind of contain him. After that, we have Tom Bradshaw with four goals and zero assists in 16 games. He's playing as a centre-forward. 
We have Jake Cooper with two goals, one assist in 21 games. Again, another centre-back, so another person that we also have to be wary of. And in playing 21 games, he's played every season so far, so he's a near guarantee to be on the starting lineup. And then finally, we have Benikafobe, who has two goals and one assist in 17 games as a centre-forward. So overall, those goals and assists have all contributed to 26 goals scored all season and 25 goals conceded all season for Millwall, which gives them a goal difference of plus one. So we can compare that now to Wigan Athletic's top attacking performers. Obviously, top of the charts is Will Keane, with seven goals and two assists in 20 games as a centre attacking mid. He should be back from injury. He had a grown injury that he came off against Coventry, I believe it was. Um, but I've seen him, I've seen pictures of him back in training in Turkey. So I think again a guarantee for the starting lineup. I can't see that Torre is going to keep him out just with the the stats he's got, and obviously we know how good Will Keane can be to our side. Following that, we have James McLean with two goals and four assists in 21 games. As a, He's been playing as a left wing back. I wonder if we're going to put him more as a left mid, left winger, you know, line to progress forward, maybe keep a traditional fullback, uh, maybe Joe Bennett, who had his best game against Blackpool last time out. So it's going to be interesting to see where James McLean starts. Next up, we have Charlie White with two goals and two assists in 14 games as a centre forward. Then Nathan Broadhead with three goals and zero assists in 18 games. Also, he's been playing that centre-forward, centre-attacking mid um, change-up. So it's going to be also interesting to see where he plays. And then finally, we have Tom Naylor with two goals, one assist in 19 games from CDM. And all those have contributed to 21 goals scored overall this season, 31 conceded, giving us a goal difference of minus 10, which I believe is the second worst in the league, only by Hull City who have conceded 39. So I just want to talk about lineup preference, who we would like to see in the starting lineup. I know that Ben Amos is back in training. Again, I've seen pictures of him in Turkey, but this one's an interesting one for me because do we do we keep Jamie Jones in goal or do we revert back to having Ben Amos if he's fit? Because overall, Jamie Jones has appeared nine times for the Latics this season with 757 minutes of football, conceded 13 goals whilst on the field. Ben Amos has made 13 appearances, 1,133 minutes, and conceded 18 goals whilst on the field. Jamie has one clean sheet, and Ben has three clean sheets. So it's really going to come down to personal preference, who Torre chooses. And I do wonder if you know Jamie's going to get a few games to play, Ben's going to get a few games to play, and then Torre's going to decide who he favours going forward. So it's going to be interesting to see the starting lineup and who gets that goalkeeper spot against Millwall. But when you start looking up the field, it's the formation that's really going to define how we play. And we've been playing with a 3-5-2 quite consistently so far this season. And if Torre's going to look at that on paper and think, well, we've been playing 3-5-2, we haven't been getting the results, do we change it up? The formation that I would then want to go to and probably would like to see in this game is the 4-2-3-1. Because we played with that last season. Our squad, for the most part, has been the same as last season. So they know how to play it. So we're not trying to revolutionise the whole style of play to something that they're not quite familiar with. They've played this before. They got a lot of success with it. Yes, we're a league up from where we were last year, but why not just try it again? So with the 4-2-3-1 in mind, I would like to see Joe Bennett in at left back, Romani Edmonds-Green and Jack Watmore in the centre, and then I think Tendai Dariko will probably take the right back because I think the game's a little bit too soon for Ryan Niambe, who's been out with a knee injury. Going into the midfield, I think Max Power's going to get a start. I was calling for him to have a bit of a rest for the last part of the season just because he was playing so many games, playing so many 90 minutes. I actually don't think he missed a single minute of football up until the break. But I think having this uh, the World Cup break could be what he needed to, to kind of rediscover his 
freedom, if you like. I think he was just so tired and so leggy that we just weren't seeing that great of football for him um, towards the latter end. And it's who you pair alongside him is obviously the big debate of the season. Do you go with Tom Naylor? Do you go with Graham Shinney? Or do you even go with Jordan Cousins? There's there's four players there which you could just pick out of a hat to start. And I'd, I like them all. I do think that Max is going to get the start. For this game, probably Graham Shinney I would like to see alongside him. Shinney Esther um, is a person that you, you want on your side when you go into a place like Millwall because... He is that little bit more of an aggressive midfielder, can break up play quite well. It's his distribution getting the ball up the field that I struggle with sometimes compared to a Tom Naylor who, he might not set the world alight with his play, but he does look quite calm on the ball. And his distribution for me is a little bit better than what Graham Shinney's is, but Shinney gives that darting attacking run into the box that Naylor doesn't do and Cousins doesn't do. But obviously that midfield battle is a bit of a, a big debate amongst Wigan fans. Everybody's got the favourite. Everybody's got one that they think should be in over the other one. So it'll be um, it'll be interesting to see who Torre chooses and whether he ends up sticking with those or he might even do a 4-3-3 and then put three of them in the midfield. We just Obviously, we just don't know at this point. And then going into the attacking four, um, obviously with the three and the one in that formation, Wilkin for me is a dead set to start in the, the centre attacking midfield role just because of his stats this season and I think the break's going to be perfect for him just to have a bit of a wind down, re, regroup and then obviously go again. On the left of him, I would like to see James McLean. On the right, Callum Lang. And then up top, I would like to see Charlie White. And it's a bit harsh trying to keep Nathan Broadhead out the side but and also Talawasgard as well and Anthony Scully and Ashley Fletcher. We have so many players that could fill them roles. I just think that they're the core four that you'll probably want to see most in your side then you could bring Nathan Broadhead on for for a player if they're starting to get a little bit tired as the game goes on which I hope they don't because they've had a bit of a break um and then I don't know it's a really hard one to choose for that attacking lineup but again it's just going to be another one that's up for debate there's people are going to have the favorites people are going to have the ones that they want to see and yeah I'm looking forward to seeing who Torre and Betsy start and kind of stick with. On all the previous match previews that I've done, they've all been article write-ups, which you can find on my Substack, which you can find the link through the Central Wigan Twitter. I've always done a section, which is the who to watch. Um, obviously, we've spoken about the top, top attacking performers previously in this podcast. And from the list that we've chosen, I think my top three who to watch are definitely going to be Zion Fleming, with his eight goals in 18 games. Charlie Cresswell, the centre-back, with four goals, one assist in 15 games. And Tom Bradshaw, with four goals, no assists in 16 games. To me, they, to me, are the core three that are going to be the, the biggest handful for us. They all look like the dead set to start. So, for me, the priority is just to be containing them. Obviously, we've got a centre-forward, a centre-back, and a centre-attack in mid there. So, it just shows that the whole team for Wigan is going to have to defend as a unit and then attack as a unit as well. Um, we just need to work a bit better moving the ball between defence into midfield into attack, not giving cheap balls away. Our passing accuracy has to be a lot better because Millwall will punish us. Um, they have the third best home form in the league with 22 points from 10 games. And it's no real surprise that when you're looking at the quality plays that they do have, that they've got them records stacked against them. And I was looking into, they've had Gary Rowett as a manager since October 23rd, 2019. And looking at the finishing line uh, finishing position sorry for Millwall over the seasons that he's been in charge 
He finished 8th in his first season, 11th in his second, 9th in his third, and at the moment they're in 7th. So they have been very consistent. At the moment, they're higher than they've, they've been for a while. They're just outside the playoffs. They really are a team that I do think should be in the playoffs. Whether they're good enough to push for the Premier League to get promotion, I'm not too sure. But it's definitely, you know, he's in his fourth season in charge. They're definitely going to want to push on now and, and try and just see how far Gary Rowett can take them. So they're a team that know consistency, and if they want to control the game, they're gonna they're gonna know how to do it. So it's gonna be up to us to disrupt the rhythm and make it very difficult for them who to watch players to to really attack and perform to the best that we know they can. So that leaves me now on to my final thoughts on the match preview. Um, I just want to give my game prediction, which I also gave on the Progress with Unity podcast, and I'm gonna stick with it as well. I'm gonna say three two to Wigan Athletic. I said it on the podcast with the the progress boys so I can't really go back on it now and I also said that I think we're going to go 3-0 up and then look a little bit shaky towards the end and concede two goals so if we do that I'm happy with the three points and three goals if that's the way it's going to go but like I said it's going to be a very difficult game down at down at the den Millwall are a very difficult team Wigan I do think it's going to be a clean slate how we perform in this game is going to be different to or hopefully different to how we've seen previously but I do think that Anthony Scully is going to be a player that looks to to be getting involved more. We played a friendly game out in Turkey, and I can't remember the name of the team that we played. Um, I don't even know where they, they came from, to be honest. We lost 2-1 anyway. Anthony Scully played, and he also scored in that game. And I don't know if you've seen the goal, but it was it was quite an easy tap-in. But it, just, it was good to see him on the score sheet, good to see him getting involved. And I hope that he has shown enough for... To make it a little bit difficult for Torrey to choose a starting eleven with him in it, um, I do want to see more players pushing for positions now over the Christmas break. We have the January transfer window coming up soon, so now is the time. With these four games in between now and the January transfer window, now is the time that players need to be stepping up and showing why they should be able to cement their place for the rest of the season and why we shouldn't be looking for other players to come in in January to fill their position. Um, so it's going to be an interesting next four games. Millwall being the first is very difficult, um, but it's one that I'm excited for and hopefully we do see a 3-2. And we there's quite a few fixtures for this match day 22. Uh, some are on the Saturday, some on Sunday. We have Blackburn versus Preston, Rotherham versus Bristol City, Reading versus Coventry, obviously Millwall versus Wigan, Swansea versus Norwich, Middlesbrough versus Luton Town, Blackpool versus Birmingham, Stoke City versus Cardiff and finally Sheffield United versus Huddersfield. They're all the Saturday games. Then on the Sunday we have QPR versus Burnley, Watford versus Hull City and Sunderland versus West Brom. Now the sides that are in and around us, we have the West Brom game, which is Sunderland v West Brom. Sunderland have just beaten Millwall 3-0. So I would hope that Sunderland are going to do a number on West Brom as well just to keep them in and around the bottom of the table. So if we get a win, we start to leapfrog them that'd be quite nice Sheffield United versus Huddersfield is also another one Huddersfield are rock bottom of the Premier uh, not the Premier League rock bottom of the Championship and Sheffield United are, are very near to the top so I do think that Sheffield are going to win that going to keep Huddersfield at bay which is obviously again great for Wigan and then Blackpool versus Birmingham and we need Birmingham to win that one just to keep Blackpool again you know down in the bottom half of the table with us so if we can start getting wins there, <laughs> we need to kind of keep them keep them behind us. But that all matters only if Wigan can get a result against Millwall. So 
It's the start of the new era under Colo Torre. It's going to be a very interesting one to watch. And I really want to hear your thoughts on how you feel that we're going to do against Millwall and how you feel about this run up to January and what you want us to do in January. So we will do a post-game breakdown just to see how we played. If if we look any better now that we've got Torre or any worse after, after Richardson left, so... But yeah, that is all from me. Um, I'm Charlie Keegan and this has been the Central Wigan Podcast. So thank you for listening and up the ticks. Hey, let's sing as well. Let's sing. Colo, 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 colo.